Whoa, Brando! Like, we have a new show now. Yeah, Nate, it's crazy where our journeys have taken us. Yeah, life is crazy, but, uh, what exactly are we gonna talk about? Comics? Taken. Wrestling? Taken. Video games? That too. Politics? Too boring. Shoot. Doctor Who! Too British. Yeah, fine. What if we just riff and tell stories about our life experience? That's just crazy enough to work. How does uh, every other Friday sound to you? Dude, I'm down. Guys, check out our new show, The OGs, only on the Journey to Comics Network. What on earth is that? It's a Journey into Comics Network production! Come on, break, jump it, grind and pound it, slam the ramps and show So what I was gonna say real quick was like um, I haven't really been going anywhere, but like getting groceries and shit. But like when you go to Dunkin' or you know you could just like order on the app and then you can drive through or whatever. Yeah. So we were doing that, and I was like, hey, like why don't we pick up like some beers or something since we're gonna make something. And I always wear a mask in the places, but the liquor store by my house, like nobody's been wearing masks, and now they have to. So the guys like yelling at them when they come in the door. It's so tight. It's so crazy that like it was not required till now. It's fucking almost August. <laughs> My mom made a good point. She said that they should have just required them in March. Yeah, absolutely. Like, like she's for them because she's a nurse. But like, she was just like, they should have did that earlier, so then people wouldn't have had to be irresponsible. They wouldn't have been able to be irresponsible. And it's crazy to me. I'm not gonna spend a lot of time talking about this, but I just wanted to say it's crazy how. People are so, like, against it. I, I go on Facebook, and people are bitching about it left and right. And I'm just like, dude, like, we're – our country should be ahead of everybody, not behind. Yeah, and we are, like, the most behind on fucking earth. <laughs> and, like, literally, how hard is it to, number one, to put a fucking mask on, but number two, to just, like, not go anywhere? Right. Like, I mean, well, not doing shit is – you don't even have to, like, try. You just kick it. And I get, like, yeah, it's boring, but, like, being home is... You can do tight shit. It's 2020. There's a lot of tight shit to do at home. So, that's my fucking two cents for the day. Maybe maybe they just really like future. F- what? Maybe. Mask off. Uh, anyways. <laughs> um, so, fucking shout out episode two. Shout out episode two. This is cool. Our first episode went up. I don't, like... I want to say yesterday, or technically today, because that's when it went up, but no one's going to hear this till a week from now. So a week ago, our first episode was up, and we're recording the second episode right now. So to segue into our, our episode today, I just want to say, you know how like the first episode's the pilot? Oh, yeah, always. You know how like on sitcoms they would have a pilot, and then they would shoot the second episode like six months later, so they'd change some of the actors? Yeah. That's kind of like this, because we have Steve now. Yeah, Steve. Steve Steve's is... Like- is here so like because like me and mill are idiots like the biggest idiots probably in america We're like and cory and sean and steve stepanga 
Does that mean no? That means like I eventually get married to Steve. I mean, I, I look more I like mean, Minkus than anything. I just mean like the fucking <laughs> how they just added him, like added her later, and then she became a main character. Like the- I got rec- I got retconned into the podcast. Well, Steve's just here, so me and Mill don't derail as far as we would without a reasonable person around. It's kind of <laughs> like a, a supervisor or like a a chaperone. <laughs> or an adult, yeah. <laughs> like a babysitter. I am none of those things, but I'm going to try he, my He's best. way younger than both of us. <laughs> so, yeah, which is funny. Um, something, so today we're going to talk about uh, Disney Channel original movies from the late 90s and early 2000s, so like their initial run of our era. Mm-hmm. Because we all fucking seen them, and everyone still likes them. Because those shits hold the fuck up. Well, and if you don't know us personally, or even if you do, you might not know this much. Like, So Steve and I play in a band together, and Larry plays in a band, and we started playing shows together. That's how we became friends. Yep. And we're fans of each other's bands, so then we like kind of like linked up like, oh, we should be homies because we like the same styles of music. And then it turned into like, oh, we like everything the same, and that's why we have this podcast, basically. Yeah, like, um, but I, I started, like, like we played shows together and shit, and, like, we're like, oh, another guy in a band. We're like, oh, fuck, yeah, these dudes are cool. And then we started, like, chilling and talking. I'm like, oh, you're a big idiot, and you're super into dumb 90s culture that doesn't add up or make any sense, and you get all these dumbass references I always make. This is perfect. Yeah, and uh, we basically discovered, because we worked together for a little bit, that we both are obsessed with Brink, which is insane. Because we, not like, oh yeah, dude, that movie's Because no, like, but everyone's like, like, oh my god, I love Brink. But it's like, no, you fucking don't love Brink. Like, we love Brink. Like, we were dead-ass quoting it, you know, nonstop. And and it's like not like the big quotes. Like, everyone can be like, oh, skate better. But it's like, oh no, we can do like the weird ones. Like, if we, I could walk up to someone and be like, hey, aren't you Beach? And they'll be like, what are you talking about? Yeah, or just like, <laughs> uh, you know, uh, I'll look into it. <laughs> so Dumb. yeah that because why can't we be mormon like the Wyatts? i feel you um <laughs> they're homeschooled b- you know before we go like off the fucking deep end on brink because that is uh, uh crazy inevitable it's going to happen within the next little bit let's and you not can dedicate a whole hour to it we can dedicate a whole podcast to brink like two seasons worth <laughs> well yeah i think we gotta go we gotta go back before they started these a little further back than like brink and like johnny tsunami and smart house and shit we gotta go a little before that i want to give a quick shout so like disney has all these like official titles but like nobody really besides disney channel original movie because of the jingles and stuff nobody really knows like which is which movie series or whatever but i guess it was like disney channel premiere films or whatever the fuck and that was like went through the mid 90s late 90s and then 97 is when they had like the first you know decom but shout out decom it sounds like but, a convention yeah it's sick right <laughs> um where you go meet eric von dutton but uh <laughs> don't fucking play because i want to go to that so bad so Every, everybody's cosplayed in like exploits gear <laughs> <laughs> no i'm dressing full on like calabar from halloween town <laughs> I'm gonna fucking go as uh uh like the smart house lady like when she turns into the lady and she starts yelling at everybody. No, let's at- we- let's wheel around like a, a flat screen TV and play that five video and be the kids dancing to the five video. <laughs> yeah, we're the three the three dudes before the chicks show up to the party. Okay, we're getting way ahead of ourselves. So I just want to say the when I was a kid, the one of these like Disney premiere films that I really loved was the one called Airborne. 
which is kind of like a precursor to Brink. And was that a Disney movie, like the Rollerblade movie? Yeah. Yeah, oh, I remember Disney. seeing like the VHS box at the video store, but never getting it. But I'm like, oh, Rollerblade movie, cool. But I had no idea that that was a decom. Um, and it's so funny because they used to play that on TV, and that has like Jack Black and uh, Seth Green before they were like famous. Sure, this movie's from '93, and then they had um, I forget the the if I could forget the lead actor's name, but he plays a character called Mitchell Guzan. I have a- the the database pulled up now. This is why he's here. Oh, fucking fat but, ass Steve. Can, like, I want to introduce Steve Shane, as fat ass Steve all the time. Yeah, Shane McDermott. He's got like the sickest butt cut ever. Ah, uh, that's um, debatable. But I wanted to shout that movie because I like forgot about it for not forgot mm. about it, but like I haven't seen it because it's just so random and they don't play it on TV anymore because it's 30 years later. Sure. And I. I found I watched it online and I started quoting it and shout out Joe who's the drummer of another band that I'm in uh, Park in Maine. Joe knew every quote because he knows every movie ever. So I was just like, "Yo, this guy knows Airborne." And I was just like, "I said Laola es Mia." That's like a quote from the movie. And he's just like, "Yo, Airborne, the Goose, Mitchell Guzan, the Goose." <laughs> so and now I, I sh- really feel like I should see this movie, dude. It's but I feel it's, like it, it's like. At this point in time, it will be a nostalgia thing. And if I watch it now, never seeing it, I'm like, oh, this movie's bad. The soundtrack bangs. It's got that dude from Hammond that uh, had like a R&B like record that did really well. Who the fuck are you talking about? Oh, uh, I got to look it up. Steve, can you pull up the soundtrack to Airborne? Fact ass, Steve. This is like having when Joe Rogan like tells some dude, like, yo, look this up. <laughs> Dude, this is Airborne a fucking premium ass thing to have. This is like dope. Out Shout out my, Steve no, Hart. Th- th- this is, we're going into the dark web for this. <laughs> no, it's, I have a playlist on my, oh, here, hold, hold on. I have a playlist on Spotify. Hold on. I'll pull it up. You have a, Airborne, an Airborne oh, playlist on Spotify? Surprisingly, a Google search. <laughs> All right, what, uh. This guy has two, uh, he has two songs on this. Diesel. No, hold no, hold on, I'll find it. You guys, but but point being, because I don't want to spend too much time on this movie, it's just one of those things where it's like that was kind of like the precursor, and I think that's why I like, you know, the '90s nostalgia is mostly there, and the movies are really bad, but you still love the the fucking movies just because of the, how dumb they are and the fashion and the soundtrack. But I wanted to give this guy a a quick shout out because he's from Hammond and he's like a really good singer. I really wonder who you're talking about because like. Corny '90s R&B like fucking slams, and I'm about it all the time. I'll uh, I'll find it, but we should probably move on to '95 and talk about Witch Mountain. Witch Mountain. Do you also um before Witch Mountain? Do you remember the Paper Brigade? Yeah, but that came after. Oh, did it? '97. Yeah. Oh, word. Well, That's, Witch Mountain. Uh, Gunther. Is Gun. Yeah, Gunther. Weber, I think, was his last name, or Reber, Gunther. or something like that. And there's a uh, the old yeah, the crazy well, old guy well, gumps the. Dumps all the goose shit on people. Yeah. <laughs> that movie fucking slaps hard. So um, sick. So Witch Mountain has a lot of, I don't know a lot, two, at least two that I know of, people from Brink are in Witch Mountain. Yeah, it has uh, the guy who plays Xander in Witch Mountain plays Val. Yeah, and, and he's a Von fucking cock ring in both Dude, movies. He he is typecast <laughs> as a cock, like, just like a, just a total, like, What's the word like? Like not a villain, but just, just like just like a, a fucking an asshole, like an asshole. Yeah, like he's he's the fucking um because he's got that fucking scrunchy ass little face. But in Little Giants, he's like the shitty like the guy who plays for the Cowboys. Oh my yeah, he's that um 
Spike. Spike. Yeah. Spike. He's like shout he's out just like, Spike. But he's, He's but like really the bad guy is like is Rick Moranis' brother who's the other coach so he's not like the bad guy he's just Ed a dick. Yeah. No, Spike is absolutely the fucking bad guy in that movie. Spike is a motherfucker. Yeah, but he's not taking down Icebox. True, but she had to hide her cherry tootsie or her lipstick and say it was a cherry tootsie pop. That's true. Shout out Icebox and shout out Rick Moranis. I really need to do my homework before this episode. Boys. Dude, that movie is older than you. Yeah, yeah, it is a little Steve. I think it's a year. By ten months. Which mountain? No, I'm talking about Little Giants. Little Giants. This for real is one of the best 18th streets I've ever had. I have a I have a Lagunitas because I felt like having a beer that would cost too much at a concert that wasn't worth it. Because it's July. Word. So I felt like I should be at Northerly Island. It's raining outside. It's usually what happens when I go to shows there. Northerly Island. If you're at Northerly Island, you're either seeing Taking Back Sunday or 311. I see Third Eye Blind there. There's a three in that still. It counts. Fair enough. Sorry, Steve. What were you going to say? No, I was going to say, well, we turned that into uh, what we're drinking. And uh, I'm drinking a Rev Brewing Hazy India Pale Ale. The Hazy Hero. Yo, that shit's good. It's very good. Um, and then we might as well take this. Uh, this is from the old uh, the old Buttcast days. What are we listening to? Oh, uh, what are we listening to right now? Well, I'm trying to find the name of the guy because he's in Airborne. Oh, Currently, right. I'm listening to the new Strike Anywhere, like a lot. Um, I tried to listen to the new Lawrence Arms, and I do not fuck with it because it's boring, and I actually really don't give a shit about the Lawrence Arms. Fair. And uh, ru- uh, Rumor. Like, I'm constantly listening to Rumor. Uh, in a few days, Tragedy Will Find Us will be five years old, so I've been slapping that nonstop. Uh, oh, new Phoebe Bridgers as well, and um, that's pretty much it. But uh, we usually do that either at the beginning or the end. But I shoehorned it here to segue. I listened to Sticks and Shout Stones out. like fi- like fifteen times yesterday and today. So business as usual. We're talking well, about. I, I've been listening to Sticks and Stones. <laughs> I've been tone matching on Helix. Oh word! And I made like the. Well, this is a different podcast, but I made like some really great tones for like NFG because it's just like dialing in a mesa to not sound bad word but like it sounds um, good with like a good ir not on on the topic of this episode but still in the vein of what you're saying i'll say it quick and then we'll not talk about gear because that's yeah. gonna fucking we'll go be back a to which which um, one um mark five over rectifier all day i mean yeah but with any mesa it just depends on who's dialing it in me Okay, then that's fair. But I'm just saying, like, in general, <laughs> like, I've heard people make them both sound good and both sound bad, you know? Fair. So, yeah, um, Witch Mountain. What, also, something I want to say. Go ahead. Go, yo, you go. You go. Something I want to say about Witch Mountain. It's part of, like, a four-movie series where Disney made remakes from the 70s. And yeah, shit, like Parent Trap 60s. and shit. Parent Trap. No, uh, no, Parent Trap was, like, not, not part of that set, Not Parent though. Trap. Um, well, they it did, wasn't um, part of the set, but Freaky, it was. Freaky Friday is a part of it. Word. Because you remember the 90s Freaky Friday where it's like the grunge girl and the mom on the rollerblades? Was it, um, what the fuck is her name? The mom is also the mom in Suzy Q where the dead girl like is haunting the house. Word, I remember this. And then um, that's like another one of these movies. There's so many. Wasn't there a movies. movie like that with Jamie Lee Curtis in it? Yeah, see, that's the theatrical one with Lindsay Lohan in like 03 or 04 or something. Okay, Before but it's still, it's still Freaky Friday. 
Yeah, see, that was like another remake before she did Mean Girls. It was like right before, so before she got like super Didn't famous. Didn't they do one of those with dudes and it had Chandler from Friends in it? Yeah, and I saw it because uh, Blink-182's What's My Age Again was in the... Uh, uh, trailer, the, like the trailer, and I like Friends, and I like Matthew Perry, so you know, shit. Wasn't it Zac Efron? Yeah, it was a terrible movie. Um, for what it's worth, Matthew Perry's a good TV actor, but like, I don't think any of his movies are good. How many movies is he in? He's, he's in, in a bunch movie. Of he's in a movie with Chris Farley that sucks. Anyway, Witch Mountain is dope. Let's do that. <laughs> um, yeah. So Witch Mountain, and then Paper Brigade. And so Paper Brigade's towards the end, and this is just kind of my point, is these are all movies that they would still play. Sure. And I think these are the movies that made the success of, like, the Disney TV movie. Oh, yeah. Because then it, so, cause then it turned into, like, the num- the first one they ever did was uh, Under Wraps, or Under Wraps, like the Mummy one. The, I'm, yeah, oh, yeah. Under- that was before all that? That was the first Disney Channel original movie. So I have, like, a written list of a bunch of DCOMs, but I probably should have put years in them so I could, like, vibe with this timeline. Yeah, I just found the list in chronological order by year. Word. It's in the uh, the hidden gems of the internet, you know, Wikipedia. Um, but hidden yes. as fuck, exclusive-ass Wikipedia. <laughs> the, uh, so, like, the... Uh, the thing is, though, when you get to 98, that, that's, like, when it really took off for me, I think. And Brink is probably the main piece that Brink we to talk about. Brink is the DCOM GOAT 100%. And, like, I feel like that's where everyone stands. Well, it's, like, that movie is so perfect for its time because that's right before... So 98 is right before Tony Hawk. The 99 Tony Hawk landed 900 at the X Games. Yes. Tony Hawk Pro Skater came out that ninety nine, yes, and Enemy of the State oh, comes shit. out. Wow, so, what a fucking year! I was right. wearing Jinkos that year. So, so you got to think like the whole like there's kind of this dichotomy of like grunge dies off, and it's like new metal and pop punk, and Warp Tour was taking off like crazy. Yeah, oh, yeah. Like, skate culture and X Games. And to me, like, you got to think, right before Brink, like, maybe a year or two before Brink, I got my first pair of rollerblades. Absolutely. I I started rollerblading as, like, a really young kid and playing street hockey and stuff. And then um, the year after, when I, uh, 99, I got my first skateboard. Sure. So, like, to me, I'm like, this is what, like, it was like, this is what I want my real life to be. Oh, by the way, the guy's name from Hammond is Jeremy Jordan. That's a stage name. Oh, well, I don't know who that is. If you heard the songs, dude, you'll, I'll send them to you later. But he's from Hammond. Shut up. Sick. I'm fucking psyched. Our recommended listening for the episode is uh, Jeremy Jordan. My Love is Good Enough by Jeremy Jordan. Show enough. But yeah, so like that was such a huge year and time period in general. And I think looking back to it, the nostalgia there is is like Brink isn't a bad, like objectively like a bad Disney like kids movie. Fuck no. Like, there's good morals in it, and the story's cool, but, like, and the action's really good. But, like, I think the nostalgia level there is through the roof. That holds a nostalgia level on par with Enema. Like, I still wear t-shirts like that, and if they made huge pants like that, I wouldn't put my put it past myself to still wear them. Jinko's trying to come back, and, like, they have a web store, and you can buy them. <laughs> They're also, uh, like, mad expensive, <laughs> so that, don't that, do it. Dead ass though, like aside from the like how big the pants were, hairstyle, t-shirts, shoes, 
like that's pretty much how I dress, except for like they're high school kids and I'm like pushing thirty. No, but we act like high school kids and we dress like high school kids. And as far as what high school kids listen to and do, um, we never stopped being into the things we were into in high school. I just want to say real quick to my neighbor, my neighbor uh, graduated high school this year. I don't really know them that well, but they had like a grad, like a small grad party, which I don't really suggest right now, but okay, whatever. But the kid is must be super rad because most kids don't dress like this guy, but he's always outside. He's got a rail in his yard and he's always outside doing kickflips and like 360 flips and and like different grinds on this rail. Dope. So I'm just kind of like, oh, kids do skateboard still. And I'm not talking about like longboarding and shit. Like this kid was actually like skateboarding. That's awesome. Like, like street skating. And I was like, oh, that's cool because that's what everybody used to do when I was growing up. And I think that's part of the nostalgia for these movies is like even though you and I, we just talked about how we still exist in that world. A yeah. lot of people look back at these movies who don't listen to punk rock or skate or whatever, but they're like, oh, I remember that time of my life and I was into that stuff. And sure, I get that, like, punk rock can be, a, like, a period-based kind of thing for people where it's something they do when they're a kid and they're like, okay, I have kids now. I guess I'm going to buy a truck and listen to Dirk Bentley and be really into my wife. <laughs> I didn't do that, so I just continued to listen to punk rock, and uh, here I am. <laughs> yeah, but we can't, we'd be remiss if we didn't talk about how great Brink's soundtrack is. Best than Jake, front to back. Brink Which um, J- I'm pretty sure the intro to this episode is going to be look before you leap. Hell yeah. Because <laughs> um, they have like, yeah, Suicidal Tendencies is on there. And then um, Fastball. Is Fastball on there? I know Fastball is in Johnny Tsunami. Fastball has um, the song where it's like uh, at the very beginning. Or not the very beginning. Yeah, the very beginning of the movie where it's like got a million things going around in my head. No, That's wait. less than Jake. No. It's look before you leap. That's, a, you're, that's thinking su- you're thinking sooner or later. Sooner or later is fastball. That's what yeah. I meant. I made I made a playlist for someone who asked me to put ska on it, and I immediately I knew I know just this thing, and it was that. No, but it's suicidal tendencies. It's not like suicide machines. It's suicide machines. Sorry, because suicidal tendencies might not be in break. That's fucking a break. No, I I meant to say suicide machines, but like my brain is fixated <laughs> on like. Anyways, um, but Johnny Tsunami has like that whole ass fastball CD on it. It really does. It's got like a bunch of them. And it's got a bunch of other like obscure like pop punk and stuff that's really cool. Um, Before we get completely away from the early ones like Witch Mountain and shit, there's uh, I guess the witch. I don't know what to call him. But at the end when he's like telling them like, hey, the come with me. The purple guy or whatever. The purple guy. He's in Batman Returns as one of the like the Penguins <laughs> entourage. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking sick. That's I so watched tight. Batman Returns like not long ago. Because I had, like, a free trial to the DC streaming service. And I'm like, oh, uh-huh. yo, all the Batman movies are going to be on here. Which isn't true. It's only a couple. But it was all the tight ones. The, the, so I, I just want to go on record saying my favorite, because I'm not a huge movie guy. I love shitty 90s movies that are actually bad, like, objectively bad. And I love Batman. Uh, is it Batman and Robin that has Mr. Freeze on it with Arnold Schwarzenegger? Yeah, with the, the George Clooney Batman. And, and, yeah, and Alicia It's not only the worst Batman movie, but it's also like just the worst, the worst fucking movie. movie, period, ever like, made. Like Alicia Silverstone's in like, it. I'm a giant, huge Batman nerd. Like, I'm so into Batman. And that movie is so fucking bad. Like, Bane well, was like made out of like, like squishy ass foam and shit and was like covered in tubes. 
Um, <laughs> so bad. No, I love bad movies. Like, um, the speaking of Eric Von Detten, he plays Wally in the '97 Leave It to Beaver movie. He was also on a yeah. He absolutely fucking and, did. And that movie is not funny and it's bad. And I own it on DVD. He was also on a soap opera for like years. I forget which one. One of the big ones. He was on So Weird. Was it? Was he the he kid was, from So Weird? He was Clue. Is that the, like the main kid from So Weird? He was like the guy. He wasn't the the main girl, but he was like the guy that was like hanging. That out show was stuff. dope. Um, also, I'm absolutely thinking of Erie, Indiana. Oh yeah, see, but see, is like, isn't that um? It's the same shit though. It's kinda no, but that's Max Dennison, right? Could be. I'm not sure. It's I'm some butt cut shit from the '90s, and I'm really hoping it's. Fuck it. I'm gonna go on record saying it's Max Dennison, and if I'm wrong, I'm not. I'm just saying, like Eric Von Detten uh, had a huge like late '90s run. He absolutely did. He's he's very much a zeitgeist of that time. Because then he just like disappeared. Uh, I'm looking at his uh, filmography. He did a lot of voice acting. Good for him. And random like one-offs and stuff like Malcolm. He did a, re- a really big voice for something I know, but I can't remember what it was. I read it last night. Because I'm constantly on Eric Von Detten's Google or uh, Wikipedia page. I actually am. That's not sarcasm. <laughs> uh, he was in Tarzan, Recess, Schools Out. Oh, Recess. Was he the, was he the main kid in Recess? Captain Brad, it says. <laughs> Shout out Captain Brad, though. Captain Brad. He was the the, the sixth grader with the, the jersey and shit. Wasn't he? Says Irwin no, that Lawson was King somebody. Captain Brad. So he was in a lot of Recess stuff. I think King I Bob, gonna, maybe. I was going to say, like, with Brink, because um, while we're on like talking about the actual movie... I think it's kind of interesting how that was probably just made as a product of its time. Oh, yeah. But, like, it it has some of the strongest standing power out of any of these movies. And, like, I actually remember maybe, like, 2000 or 2001, like, a few years after it. Because I I taped it on TV. Like, I had a – remember when you had VCRs and you tape shit on a VHS tape? Oh, yeah. I had, like, a shitty VHS tape I taped of it when it aired either – not maybe not the first time, but like when they started announcing, oh, we're gonna play Brink again. I'm like, all right, cool, I'm gonna tape it. But r- around like 2000 or 2001, they put out a VHS and I bought it. Fucking or my, sick. Or, no, sorry, my mom bought it for me because I was like nine or eight, so I was young. That's so tight. It did. It did get the odd uh, re-air on Disney Channel, and they'd advertise it when they were. Like I, I, I remember watching it. You know, I remember, I remember I sleeping with one of my, my friends, friends, and I brought, I brought Brink. Brink. And we were up really late, late. and he, like, fell asleep, asleep, and I was like, fuck it, and I just put it on and watched it by myself. (laughs) And, like, like, then when it was done, done, I was like, alright, I'll go to sleep now. That's some shit I would still do. (laughs) Because, Because, like, like, I was like, like, I came here to watch Brink, I'm not gonna fucking back out. Fuck that, Brink is for life. But, I think, I think that movie is kind of one of those weird, like, again, it's a podcast that time has stood the test of time because it connected with so many people back then, and, like, uh, a, like, not, not like a deeper, deeper level, level, but like, like everyone was into, into it. it. And, and also, the girl, the girl that's his sister, sister I think Katie, is Katie. Katie. She's, she's the sister, sister in Smart House. House. She is. So, real quick, uh, I'm going to push pause because my diabetes is kicking in and I got to pee really bad. We're going to have a big party at our house this afternoon and everyone's invited. <laughs> okay, sorry, I had to pee because uh, my body is falling apart and I've been sitting at home drinking. So yeah, yeah, anyway, basically like with, with Brink, I just think that 
you know, this isn't like a plot analysis type podcast where we're breaking down some groundbreaking movie. I think it's just more like talking about nostalgia and how it's it's stayed with us. And it's funny because like, like I said, Larry and I worked together for a little while and like for eight to 10 hours a day, we would just shout out quotes of different stuff. And Brink was one of the bigger like Brink was quotes. probably the number two one. The first one was probably Hope not really two. quotes. Oh, I also forgot about Hocus Pocus. But it wasn't really quotes. It was just us putting Dr. Lipshit's name into everything. Yeah, but that's just funny because when you're an adult and you say Dr. Lipshit's, it's like way funnier. I didn't get a chance to screen cap it for you guys, but uh, I was playing Warzone and got killed by someone whose screen name on there was Dr. Lipshit. Are you fucking that's kidding so me? And you, you didn't screenshot that? Dude, fuck you. <laughs> um, you guys know like uh, uh, Universal Studios They have like a Doctor Doom ride They should have like a Doctor Lipschitz ride Where it's just like uh, they, You can put your kids on it Alone Nickelodeon Studios used to be there You can put your kids on the Doctor Lipschitz ride And then The ride will take care of your kids While you go out and have fun No the ride will go take a bath And like And eat, eat, eat all your cheese <laughs> And neglect your kids But yeah Um so I think like the late the, the other thing too is like the late nineties, like the original like decons, they kind of are interesting because I don't feel like they 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 fall more into the category of those early and mid nineties Disney movies where they don't feel like so like the same actors and the same plots and like they don't have that kind of feel. They feel more original. Like they don't feel like when you're watching Brink, you don't feel like you're watching Smart House or whatever. Right. Well, that's because Brink is better than all of them. Well, that's fair. But I just mean, even with some of the other ones, like, um, you know, 98 had another. What was the other really big one in 98 that I wanted to talk about? Johnny Tsunami. Was it Johnny Tsunami 98? I, I don't know what year Johnny Tsunami came out, but as far as. Tsunami is 99. Look, when I'm talking about, like, the GOAT DCOMs, I'm going to go, like, Johnny Tsunami, first Halloween town. Halloween Town. Break. That's the other big one. I could okay. talk. I could talk Halloween Town for an hour. Halloween Town is another one. I actually, I actually have that on DVD. They sold the first two together. Halloween Town became one of those classic like Halloween movies. Absolutely, because it's but fucking it's, sick. And then they made like a bunch of sequels and shit. But what's crazy is if you go on um, Wikipedia, which is not always the best source, but. For every Disney Channel original movie from 97 through 2000, which is quite a few movies, only two of them have Nielsen ratings, and Halloween Town says 3.4 million was their rating like when it debuted. That's not fucking bad at like, all. October 17th, 1998. So, you, it was a month after your birthday. Exactly. I wonder what Marnie does now. Mm. Fact ass Steve could probably find out. Uh, I think like <laughs> fact ass Steve. Um, Where is Marnie from Steve. Halloween Town now? Can we just appreciate the fact that Brink and Halloween Town came out less than two months apart? Yeah, because that was the like the most culturally significant era ever. That might be a really bold statement. I just really fuck with those movies. You're talking about Marnie. Marnie, yeah, yeah Marnie Cromwell, Kimberly like the, the like the boss ass witch of. Actually, she wasn't the boss ass witch because like her mom really didn't want her to do this. And like also like not shout out, Mom Cromwell for like trying to hide the fact that her daughter's a witch from her because like fuck that if my daughter was magic so like, she's about to know and do some shit for it's, me. Like, 
Because she's a mudblood, because her dad's not a witch. Oh, shout out Potter. She graduated from college in, in like, 2010. Oh, good um, for her. Does she, like, does she do anything for work? Is that, like... She says she later tweeted that she had a, received a Bachelor of Science. Dude, she, like, runs Halloween Town. Do you think she got married to Calabar and Calabar became, like, a solid dude? And then Yeah, that's Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> Be- <laughs> See, they're all the same movie, really, all the Disney movies. <laughs> Brink, when Brink died, he became the, the taxi driver with the skeleton. Eric Von Denton is the taxi driver. He's like, fillet a fish and throws the fish bones <laughs> in the back. <laughs> Fucking sick. Fucking. Um, you remember the dude that sold the brooms? Yeah. And he's like, that Luke dude, he turned into such a wiener. And I remember thinking that it was a big deal that they could say wiener on a decom. I still I think mean, that's kind of weird. It is kind of weird, but like I think because of the context. But Steve, or... Not Steve. What was his name? Luke? Luke was a motherfucking wiener. Yeah, dude. He was an uh, L7 weenie. Shout out Sam. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like if you look at the 90s. So 99, they did a full year. Not to get away from Halloween Town, but I just want to say these are killer. It's like the next one they did is Xenon, the first one. I've only seen the first Xenon, and I know how in the DCOM world that it's a big ass deal protozoa absolutely so when um when disney plus came out like last year end of last year yeah <clears throat> i was like i'm gonna start watching all this shit and so yeah. i watched like brink and uh, a couple other things but then because we've had like quarantine and harsh ass winter before that i watched like most of these movies uh, especially through my caffeine withdrawal, I stopped drinking coffee and like couldn't do anything but watch TV. And I watched Xenon, and like it takes place like it's supposed to take place in the future, I think. Right. And which is hilarious. That's always funny. I remember she fucked up something because she measured degrees in Fahrenheit instead of Celsius, or it might be the other way around. Yeah. So yeah, because she yeah, but it was like a science project, and she she was like they're like down here we use Fahrenheit, but that movie. Um, is is interesting because she you know they try to make it like futuristic and whatever and it's definitely not no because like there's like that that singer or that boy band or whatever and it full full on looks like eiffel 65 it's so sick he has like silver like like, billy corgan twisted ass fucking hair bleached yeah and like he looks like a like a member of a futuristic silver chair dude i silver chair is awesome silver chair is awesome (laughs) I listened to Straight Lines this morning. Oh, can, we, uh, can we appreciate yeah. the Can we appreciate the branding of uh, Xenon the sequel? <laughs> is it uh, Is it worthy of appreciating or like? Because I would imagine it's probably pretty trash. Oh, oh, <laughs> Xenon. Uh, in the first one, her best friend's played by Raven Simone. Shout out Raven Simone. So there you go. Before that's already so, and then uh, a couple others because I don't I don't care to me- go through all of them, but this year is really loaded. Thirteenth year, solid. Thirteenth year was uh, homie started going through puberty and turned into a fish. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> feels puberty feels like that sometimes. I hope to go through it one day. Um, <laughs> I hope you turn into a fish. Johnny Tsunami is like top tier. Like right. Johnny now, Tsunami right. is the thing we have to bounce. Like we can cover the other ones for this time, but we have to bounce back to Tsunami because it's so fire. We can, yeah, we can talk about Giant Sound. I'm just going to finish up 99 real quick because there's a couple more. Sure. 
So then there's Genius, which is one of my favorites. I was looking at the list the other day, uh, last night, and I saw that, and I'm like, I've never seen Genius. Genius is the second movie I watched on Disney+. Plus. The first one was Brink. Sure. And then I watched Genius. And then there's Don't Look Under the Bed, which I remember being a huge deal when it came out. Is that That's the guy with the fingers and the... Yeah, it's kind of weird. The stringy hair. I, re- I remember that, though. I remember being, like, at the time, like, scary as fuck. Yeah. And then the last one is Horse Sense, and that's the one with the, I got re- I got that written down. Horse Sense is... Brothers. That's a full-on horse people movie about a bunch of girls named Sarah. <laughs> and, like... Dude, fuck some horse people. I don't give well, a fuck about Horse Sense. Actually, I'm pretty sure the, the main character in that movie was a dude. Still you know, probably named Sarah. You know when you're a kid... And you watch stuff, and like, uh, then you see the same actor in something else, and it's totally different. You're kind of like, "What the fuck is this?" Because you're like, like when you're little. I still do that. I remember when I was growing up. Do you remember the show that the Lawrence brothers had? It was like Brotherly Love. Brotherly Love, absolutely. At least I have a neck. I remember a lot of that show. Okay, so I watched that show a lot when I was growing up because it was always on. And then Horse Sense came out, and I watched it, and I was like, "Was that a Lawrence brother in Horse Sense?" It's both. It's the oldest one and the youngest one. Joey and, and Matt was the middle one because he was on yeah, Boy but, Meets World. But yeah, but Matt was in the sequel to that, the jumping ship one or whatever. Yo, no idea. Did so, not know so that. So anyways, so I'm seeing these two Lawrence brothers and they're like cousins or whatever. And I'm like, what the fuck is this shit? This is not They're not. They're mechanics. This is bullshit. He's not a horse guy. I yeah, was like, fuck not that. Bad, but I was I was like, what the hell? Bogus. So, but I'm I'm going to just say something about Genius real quick, and then we'll cover Johnny Tsunami. Is that cool? Well, there's a couple other honorable mentions from this time. I don't, Actually, I don't oh, know. Right. The t- you know the well, timeline. The I don't the know the timeline. 90- that was the rest of 99. Okay. Well, because I'm talking like, when did like Motocross and Phantom of the Megaplex and shit come out? Uh, Motocross is 2001, and I just watched that recently. I and asked Ashley about that earlier. I'm like, yo, you remember Motocross? And she's like, uh, fucking yeah, that's my shit. Yeah. I love that movie. I want to talk about that, but just real quick with Genius. Genius is like this nerdy kid who lives in Chicago, and he gets early. He gets to college like way early. Sure, he's smart, genius, you know. And like the plot and stuff, it's it's like whatever. It's it's a fun like Disney movie. It's not super important, but I just like it because there's a lot of hockey in it, and that kind of ties back to that time period. Sure. But what's funny now is, aside from music, hockey kind of runs my life. Word. So it's kind of funny looking back at all these movies from that time period because, like, hockey was like, oh, it's extreme and whatever. Um, but I watched it as an adult, and I was laughing because the, the actors are clearly reading a script, but they're, like, pronouncing NHL players' names wrong. <laughs> and they're not – and they're, like, they're like Hall of Fame guys. Like, if you watch hockey, you know their name. It's like like Mark Messier is, like – he has six Stanley Cups. He's one of the most fa- – he has an award named after him, and but it's spelled – M-E-S-S-I-E-R. So he's like, oh, Messier. And I'm like, dude, come on. You could have told the kid how to say it. Fuck him. So <laughs> anyways, like shit like that. But I, I really they probably they might have pronounced it wrong for like uh, financial reasons. No, because they mention athletes all the time. Yeah, word. That's true. There's no like they're not going to sue. It's Disney. They fucking Disney sends those teams to Disney World when they win. Because ABC owns Disney and they also own ES or Disney owns ABC and ESPN. You know what we didn't mention when we were talking about like uh, Witch Mountain and Paper Brigade, like the early ones. Uh, we didn't mention Wish Upon a Star. Oh, Catherine Heigl. Shout out Catherine Heigl, like young as 
fuck Catherine Heigl. Wish Upon a Star is actually on my list, too. It's because it's a fucking dank-ass movie. That's actually, yeah, it's a good movie, but I, and I love the 90s nostalgia there, too. But what's funny about that movie is, like, that's, like, a pretty classic body-switching movie. Yeah, it's and that's, set, like, a thing Disney does constantly, like... It's just set in 96, so you get that kind of... But it's but it's funny, because that's a lot raunchier of a movie for Disney. True. Like, when she goes to school, and she's got, like, the Halloween costume on, it's, like, the slutty, like, leather, like, bondage shit, and she puts the stereo on. And <laughs> she looks like, like a member of Orgy. <laughs> yeah. yeah, or like a fucking like a like a suicide girl or something in the nineties. Like you that's know, so tight. Like, and like, and, and it's kind of funny because they they dress her up in like all this frumpy like baggy shirts and stuff. Because like Catherine Heigl's supposed to be like the hot like prom queen sister, and then the younger one's supposed to be like you know kind of like tomboy like nineties shit, whatever. Absolutely. And they're just like, well, we're going to have the... They probably were like, we're going to really fuck with people and this scene's going to be nuts. <laughs> or like they, they write like... I think... I can't remember what they write on the wall in the bathroom, but like so... Like she writes that her sister's not a virgin or she's a whore or something. And like... I was like, damn, this is a Disney and, movie. And, and like decom terms, like that's a abrasive. Yeah, because in Disney movies, like sex isn't a thing. No, like... Because you... Like if Disney... Blah, blah, blah. I'm not saying this right. If Brink wasn't a decom, Brink and Gabby would have been fucking. I mean, like, if Brink wasn't a decom, there'd be all kind of shit going on. Like, besides that, just like, like, with, like, the, you know, the type of shit they would be talking to. Like, Val would, like, sell pills. Well, yeah. (laughs) Well, no, but, like, because most of that movie is them dissing each other. Yeah, you got dissy eight beef. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, you know, they'd be calling each other, like, motherfuckers and. Oh, for Shit fucking like sure. Brink should be a way more profane movie than it is. Yeah, we should overdub like, all the audio in Brink and add a bunch of bad words to it. And and every song that we'll overdub will just be from the Blink Live album. It's going to all Brink's, be Slipknot. To Brink's credit, though, uh, Val is an absolute bastard in that movie. Oh, yeah. I feel like the and last, does like... a great job of it. The last stretch of this episode is going to be heavy Brink stuff. Well, so, okay... Let's go to Johnny Tsunami for a minute. Let's go to Johnny Tsunami for like 10, 15 minutes. Because um, that's a great fucking movie. That's like almost on a Brink level. Not fucking quite because it's not like an Oscar worthy ass film like Brink is. But it's close. Well, I think they tried to capitalize by doing surfing and snowboarding. Sure. Also, but, Sky Point, Jet Jackson. Yeah. Huge Sky Point to um, what was that guy's name? Uh. Uh, we're, we're we're fucking dickbags for not knowing. I know Lee Young or something. Lee Thompson Young. Lee Thompson Young. Okay. Shout out me for knowing, bitch. Okay, so sorry. that that show was badass. Um, it was, and th- that was also a decom, the famous Jack Jackson movie. <laughs> but uh, the skies and the urchins, like having the kind of civil war between the public school and the private school and the two brothers, like it's actually like well written. Absolutely. And uh, Johnny's grandpa is badass. Johnny's grandpa is also Shang Tsung in the Mortal Kombat movies. And he's in an episode of Step by Step. No, Sabrina the Teenage Witch, where Sabrina uses her magic to be a karate, like a like a karate like master. For real? <laughs> yeah, and she like fights and, and like she fights him in like a karate tournament. It's like in the first season, I think. I believe every word of that. 
I know so much '90s bullshit that I sh- that's like not important. It's kind of embarrassing, but I don't mind. That's why we do this podcast is to unload this dumbass information. It's just like a shinfo like podcast, really. But um, it yeah, absolutely so like, is. But I think I think Johnny Tsunami like again. It, that's one that sticks with people. It's like the extreme sports thing. Oh. Uh, Kirsten Storm, who's Xenon, is like the blonde chick in that movie. That's like she absolutely is, and she uh, she fell off the cornice. Yeah, and she which I she, I didn't get the word cornice, and they're like he sees the dude in the jet ski and like oh follow me to the cornice or like what the fuck is a cornice? Apparently it's a a break on a mountain peak or some shit yeah, like like a crevice. Um, <laughs> and then she and then she fucking no, but like. At the end, I just want to say about Kirsten Storm. At the end, she like dances with him to fastball. <laughs> they play another fastball. They play song. the way by fastball at the party at their house. Because at the end, yeah, like that was the hit. Johnny Tsunami's dickbag dad saw him yeah, rip ass on a snowboard. That, that guy was a motherfucker. He's like, oh, like talking his about dad. his dad, like Johnny's grandpa. Johnny's dad's like, oh, my dad fucking is a burnout hippie, fucking surf, blah blah blah. Like, dude, your dad's fucking tight, dude. Fuck you. His dad has a fucking. He's famous for and has the name Johnny Tsunami. Like, give me a fucking break, dude. Dude, if my name was Johnny Tsunami for being like a pro ass surfer and also being Shang Tsung in the Mortal Kombat movie, if you try to shit on me, fuck you. You ain't shit. Everyone from now on. No, don't even call me Larry Tsunami. Call me Johnny Tsunami or Shang Tsung. Absolutely not. Okay, that's that's fair. Um, <laughs> bro, you got work, bro. Start talking, dude. About and that. all his friends, all butt cuts. Also, what's like kind of weird is like, like for lack of like a better like, I'm not trying to make Disney racist, but they're like, yo, this is Hawaii, but there's only one Hawaiian family on the island, and everybody else is white. And he was Asian. Yeah, I so get he that. wasn't even and Hawaiian. Like, <laughs> yeah, you're right. He was like he was like Asian, but like they tried to like, because they made him Johnny Capahala, so like they tried to like. No, no, they tried to do it right, and I, but, uh, <laughs> like Asian, like I get that, like like the it's diff obviously clearly a lot different than being Hawaiian, but like, it's what I'm saying is like they tried to like make him like somebody who would be considered like oh yeah like that's a believable like kid who grew up in Hawaii and is born there and his parents are his his dad's from there and his grandpa his lineage but like all his friends are white you know all like, of them his mom his mom and like all this shit and it's just funny because then they go to Vermont and it's like oh well we're clearly there's we don't need any more like we got our one Hawaiian kid we're good oh sure but I, I mean, like, stupid. we grew up in Indiana, and how many like full-blooded Hawaiians did you go to high school with? No, no, no. But that's what I'm saying is that was kind of like the the escape rope there. Oh sure. We're like, we gotta film these couple scenes here, and then we'll we'll get the fuck out of here. But that probably was filmed in L.A. Oh, I'm sure. But anyways, um, Johnny Tsunami is on a decom level with Brink. Absolutely. Like the three decom ghosts are gonna be Johnny Tsunami, Halloween Town, and Brink. So after that you kinda go into the the two thousands. Sure. And a but lot of those what? I I've seen maybe once or twice. And that's it. Well, two thousand has some good ones. I like the other me. That's another Andy Lawrence. Where he sure. calls himself. 
Um, and me and Steve watched that, and I was bummed because there's a scene where they play an NSYNC song, and then they took it out on Disney Plus because they didn't have the rights, and they put like a generic song. We're now getting into like the era of where I remember these airing. So you remember like motocrossed and the color of friendship and rip girls and shit. The color of friendship's heavy. The color of friendship is heavy and still holds up and still super relevant. I think that that movie might be like one of the not just heaviest, but like probably most important. But I I do want to touch on motocross because I think that's still pretty relevant too. I remember like going through this list last night and seeing motocross, and I was like, oh yeah, that was one, and like that's a that's still a fucking thing. So I I mean I'm sure that wasn't the what disney was getting at in fucking 2001 but it's it works still it works i watched it recently because i haven't seen that movie in i mean god 15 20 years you know not 20 because it was 19 years old but you know watch it they would play them a bunch when they were relevant recent (laughs) not relevant you know new yeah and i watched it and first the first thing that came to mind was i'm not like a race like a, a dirt bike guy i never have been but sure. a lot of my friends I hung out with where I was wearing skate t-shirts, they were wearing like Fox and stuff. Oh, sure. So it's just that kind of fashion. Again, that's, I mean, in 2001 with the ha- spiked hair and the baggy pants and the... Di- like Fox the racing t-shirts. t-shirts go in with that. That's what I dress like. So I was laughing at that. Different television companies, but uh, this is all the rocket power generation. Shout yeah, out absolutely. rocket. We'll do a Nickelodeon episode, I'm sure. But, but with that movie... It was pretty crazy because, you know, it's this whole thing of, like, the guy, the dad doesn't want her racing because she's a girl. And then, the, you know, she's trying to just she, – she literally doesn't even want any credit because she's trying to be her brother. Like, she's not even trying to get credit. She's just like, I'm good and I love this. And just because I'm a girl, I shouldn't do it. And it's just like, damn, like, that's so relevant still. Absolutely. And she had to um, full-on, like, cut her hair, dress like a dude to get somewhere in this sport. And that's still incredibly real. Yeah, dude, and like, also uh, one thing I wanted to say, dating dating this movie a bit. I thought it was another. This is another movie where Disney used in sync. Oh yeah. Well, they didn't use the music that I know of, but they like there was a plot point where she's freaking out because she got fifth row at the in sync concert, like her tickets. I would be so fucking psyched to have fifth row in sync tickets. And, and then she gives them to the guy that she likes, who thinks. He thinks she's the brother, and he's trying to get this girl to like him. So she's like, well, I like this guy, so I'm going to give him these tickets to try to win the girl. And then it's like funny. like He's like, oh, thank you so much. He's like, how was it? He's like, well, you know, the concert was lame, but date was cool. And I'm just like, bro, don't try to cool guy in sync. Dude, never, ever try to cool guy in sync. Ever. I don't give a fuck who you are. In sync is the dopest. But it was, Do you remember, it, just... it kind of goes hand in hand with DCOMs. Do you remember like Disney Channel concerts? Oh yeah, they totally go. Like, So this will tie into Smart House. They played the concert on there. They absolutely played. Like that scene I where think... they're all dancing at the party before the chicks come. That was it was a scene the, was from it, the... Was it Five? It was, yeah, Slam Dunk the Funk by Five. Because Five did it... the, the Disney concert with Bewitched. But Bewitched is in that movie too, so they used both. They play the Bewitched video for his sister to wake her up. True. Man, and shout out 90s pop all day. Oh, yeah. That shit was banging. Um, I had that 5 CD growing up. For real? That's so I sick. Did. 
I did. It's um, it's not like it's honestly like I mean I haven't listened to the whole thing in years, but like I don't remember it being great. I've only listened to like the hits since then. Sure, but like it, they're an English band, so it's kind of it's fun. But uh, five and then Bewitched had the one that was like their one hit, like Say La Vie. Is it Hey Boy Sitting five in Your Tree? Years. Yeah, they're like, I, and you know what's okay? So first of all, that's a really well written pop song. Yeah, the song fucking so slaps hard. But when they get to the bridge and they're doing like a river dance, it's so cheesy. The fucking day, they're Irish as hell. No, but it's just like they did that because they're Irish, like whoever wrote that. Yeah, if you were in an Irish girl group and they're like, hey, river dance to the bridge, you'd be like, all right. I mean, fair enough. Um, <laughs> so can I tie something into this? Sure. So the, so the main character in uh, Smart House, he is the main character in Luck of the Irish. <laughs> sure is and i can't remember his name fact ass steve i want to say it's like sean merriman but i think it's wrong uh, Kyle yeah really? totally wrong also i would uh, there's no way that the lead from a decom is not named kyle johnson i feel like they all are every guy who drives a truck is named kyle the johnson right. true oh that's what i was saying oh, okay i was right about the yeah what's, merriman. what's his character's name yeah, but I said the the actor is Ryan Merriman. I was right. Oh, oh, I said I said Sean Merriman or something. Whatever, same shit. So, anyways, so he's in Lucky the Irish, and Lucky the Irish they have like the River Dance Lord or whatever, the Lord of the Dance. Absolutely. And that's the guy who plays Detective Lasseter in Psych. <laughs> it fucking is. Holy shit! Yeah, if you ever seen Psych, <laughs> yeah, that's Psych crazy. Is, like, one of the sickest shows ever. So I thought I always thought that was funny. Um. I think I prefer Smart House to Luck of the Irish, but they're both pretty solid. I prefer Smart House all day. What else is on this list? Um, Phantom of the Megaplex is on here. Mom's got a date with a fucking vampire. Oh, uh, that's uh, uh, that's Eric one... Matthews. Is it? Yeah, Wolfredell. No, he's that's that's uh, no, date with the president's daughter. That's I got a date with the president's daughter. You're fucking right. But Mom's got a date with a vampire is one of Sabrina the Teenage Witch's aunts. Yo, sick! I can't. It's uh, Aunt Hilda, I think. Yeah, That's Aunt tight. Hilda, I forget her name. The they're it's Aunt Hilda or Aunt Zelda. It's one of the two. Fifty-fifty chance. Um, <laughs> uh, fact that Steve, the, find out which aunt it is. No, it's it's Hilda. I know for a fact because this is also the same year the Jet Jackson movie aired. Sky Point. Oh, huge Sky Point. Big Sky Point. Hey, real quick, which was the movie with the weather machine? Uh, uh. Uh, something about the greatest Christmas present or something. Is it that one? Yeah. Okay, because so I was like, I, I, I knew it was a thing, and it was Disney. I didn't know the name. It's uh ultimate ultimate Christmas present. And yep. okay, Brenda yeah. Songs, Brenda Song, shout out. We're closing Absolutely. down schools and businesses for one inch of snow. Dude, isn't that sh- okay? So just to like, if you're listening to our podcast and you live in like where we live, you you'll probably appreciate this too. I think it's nuts when I have friends and they'll post online that the friends that live like more south of us where they're like, oh, we got one or two inches of snow and like work's shut down. I'm like, oh, I got one to two inches of snow and I had to go to work early. Like I've gotten fucking I've worked days where it's like the coldest day of the year in a hundred years. I've worked in blizzards like I've gone to school and all kind of shit. It's just like. It's just like I don't love. I'm not proud of that. Like that sucks. But I just think it's crazy how like if it's like you're in Nashville, Tennessee, and they get like an inch of snow, it's like oh fuck, we're not going to work. I was a bike messenger during the polar vortex of 2012. 
<laughs> of course you were. No, I also made like four hundred dollars that day. <laughs> no, I'm I'm not I'm not like doubting so you, but tight. I'm just saying I'm just saying like 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 that's your luck, or it's like well like. I'm going to be a bike. No, because I remember like it was on the news and like, oh, don't leave your house tomorrow, blah, blah, blah. And then like the ne- like, I called work that night. I'm like, yo, are we working tomorrow? I'm like a fucking course you are. And I'm like, uh, Rare. all right. And I, I'm going to it was dope. I'm going to watch. Oh, OK. So we didn't bring up one of my favorites from 2000, which is Alley Cat Strike. And you referenced that on Twitter the other day. I did because you're talking about I'm going to start a bowling league. And I'm like, oh, Alley Cat Strike. I, I really like bowling because. For someone like me, when, when, you know, like the whole ADHD thing, people have a hard time understanding. But when your brain moves, like, insanely fast, it's hard to find things to focus on. Sure. And uh, I think, like, bowling is something that helps me focus. Word. Also, you can, like, just do it with a bunch of people and get hammered. Bowling's tight. So, it's, like, sorry if that was kind of deep. But it's, like, one of those things where, like, I actually really, like... It actually like calms me down. It's the only time where my brain's not moving like a thousand miles per hour. Sure. And plus, you get to wear cool shirts. That you movie's sick, do. though. That movie's cool. Like, I actually really like that movie. They uh the the so the real quick the thing about that movie because we talk a lot about actors. The guy that owns the bowling alley that's like the main character's dad. Sure. He plays the second version of Lloyd Braun on Seinfeld. The one that's like where they're yelling Serenity now and they're selling the computers. Oh, shit. (laughs) So, like, I was watching Alley Cat Strike, like, a few months ago on Disney Plus. And I, like, literally, as soon as they show his dad, I was just like, Serenity now. (laughs) (laughs) It's so tight. Um, And it's just funny because, like, when you're a kid, you, like, I mean, I knew what Seinfeld was as a kid. It was the most popular show of all time. But, like, I didn't fucking, you know, I didn't get it. Sure. Um, so like that's a cool one. I I need to watch Up Up and Away soon. Is that that's like the superhero one, right? Yeah, absolutely. I loved that one as a kid. I haven't seen it in years. Also, uh, another one from two thousand, Miracle in Lane Two. Shout out, um, Malcolm in the Middle, Frankie Muniz. Is that the soapbox movie? Yeah, where he like can't walk. <laughs> it's His crazy. Name was Justin like, Justin something? He like they like okay. So I really appreciate having like handicapped family members and stuff. Like I really appreciate when they do movies like that. Sure. Especially I'm sure for kids who have, you know, like special needs and things like that, especially physically, it's probably really cool to have something better to relate to than just like, Oh, like the basketball star or the skateboarder or whatever. But like, it was weird because that was in the midst of the popularity of Malcolm in the middle. Right, it's, it's kind of crazy that he had time for that even back then. Like, Frankie Muniz yeah. then was, like, a superstar. And so, yeah, so it's like, and he was doing, like, My Dog Skip, and then he did Big Fat Liar later. And, like, Yo, shout out My Dog Skip and Agent Cody Banks. And Agent Cody, yeah, I saw a bunch of those in the theater. Like, he was very, very popular for, like, kid stuff. And I think he's a drummer in a band now. Oh, word. Um, You know who else is a drummer in a band? Speaking of Disney movies. Travis or Barker? No, or, you know who was in a band, I mean, was... uh uh blank check that you played with yeah he was in the fucking ataris <laughs> and and you shout out mr mcintosh i shouted out it. i dedicated the song to mr mcintosh and then i asked him if henry drove their tour van and like he got he got blank check jokes all the time and he was like not into it but after i'm like hey does henry drive your tour van he's like that's actually solid no one's made that joke yet I'm like hey dope but like I watched Blank Check recently because that was one of my favorites as a kid. Like I had the VHS and shit. Oh, absolutely. And I was just like, 
of all Disney movies, with all the magic and all the fantasy, I'm like, this is the biggest load of bullshit that would never happen. That motherfucker bought a castle for like but, like like a buck fifty. Like, yeah, <laughs> come on. But, my, but I like the movie ten times more as an adult because um, the guy, what the fuck is his name? The guy that writes him the check, Mr. McIntosh. No, like, but the real guy, like. Oh, the, ex- well, the bad guy. What's his name? He plays Albert in Twin Peaks. Sky Point Miguel yeah, he's dead now. Sky Point Miguel Ferrer. He did. But the bad guy from Blank Check is dead. Yeah. Oh. Like two years ago. So so in ninety, in like ninety ninety one, he's in Twin Peaks, like the first two seasons, which is like one of my favorite shows of all time. And then, and he's like a to- he's like a uh, FBI agent who is like a doctor, like he does autopsies and shit. And he's a total dick to everybody. It's awesome. Like in a cool way. <laughs> and then he came back in 2017, 25 years later for season three. And then he filmed it and then he died. It sucks. That does suck. But I watched it and him being like a prick is like typecast. It's great. And then there's Juice. Shout out Juice. Tone Logue. I fucking love Juice. So sick. You know who else is dead? Huh? Ralph Brinker. I know it sucks. That's like... The skyest of sky points. Because I remember I found that out like not long ago. It was, I think, during like quarantine. I saw that and I texted you. I'm like, yo, Ralph Brinker's dead. Holy yeah, shit. What do we do? Like fucking 4.45 or 5 in the morning and Larry's texting me. And if I hear my phone and I'm asleep, I'm going to check it. And if you're somebody who, if you say something important or you're one of my close friends, I'm going to answer you. And fucking, of course, it's Larry. I'm like, I gotta answer him. He's like, yo, Ralph Brinker died. And at first, like, when so you say somebody dies and you wake up out of a sleep for that, you're like, oh my God, what? And then I'm like, I put two and two together. I'm like, yo, that sucks, but you woke me up for this? <laughs> like, Yeah, I woke you up for that. Fucking Ralph Brinker died 10 years I, ago. It's okay. I texted you at like <laughs> three in the morning last night about this podcast. And I was like, he's asleep, but like, I'll, he'll probably check it when he wakes up. I absolutely did. I just did that because if I didn't text you, I would have forgot. And I was sitting there making Helix Tones. Sure. Because when you're, when you're doing anything creative and you're in your own, like, and you're in your room and it, it, it doesn't matter if it's four in the morning, it's like 10 o'clock all the time. It's always 10 o'clock no matter what. But uh, skating is what you do, not who you are. Yeah. F- Jesus, fuck. I don't want to have to do this again, but I have to pee. I got to pee too. What kind of a grandma do you think I'd be if I didn't bring you presents? All right, I'm done peeing. Sorry, I pee. A lot because I have diabetes and I drink too much alcohol. That's all right. I had to get another beer because sometimes we record these early. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Where'd Larry go? You there? Yeah, I don't know what happened. That was weird. Okay, so sometimes we record these early, so we're drinking caffeine, and now we're like, it's like 10 o'clock, uh, 9.52, so we're all drinking. No, I went, to pu- I went to push my pod back in my ear, and I think oh. I hit the right spot to hang up. Okay, so... The only thing I don't like about AirPods is, like, if you take it out or hit it the wrong way, it, like, starts butt-dialing people. Yeah. Um, I, like, fell asleep listening to, like, some... It was, like, a relaxing water playlist or something. Word. I had, like, a really bad headache, and I put some music on. It was, like, 2 in the morning. I couldn't sleep. And I put this shit on with my AirPods and I put like some, I have Voltaren for my neck and my shoulder that the doctor gave me because I'm old and I'm in pain. And uh, I, pu- I put this shit on my like neck where like my headache was. And I put this playlist on. It was like a, it was like a four hour video on YouTube of like, just like 
beach waves. Word, that's actually super tight. Because I was like, I need something. Like, I can't fall asleep when it's just, like, dead quiet. And I, like, woke up, and my AirPod fell out of my ear. And this is, like, at 6 in the morning, so, like, three or four hours later. And I picked up my AirPod and started butt-dialing somebody I haven't talked to in, like, eight years. That's actually kind of sick. I'm super stoked that that's never happened to me. And I'm just like, yo, like, this dude's probably, like, like, it's somebody that, like, I'm cool with that I talk to, like, once a year, maybe, like, to, like, work on his guitar or something. Sure. Or, like, yo, like, your band's sick, thanks. But, like, I was fucking, like, why are you calling me at 6 in the morning? I'm not, motherfucker. My Air- my Apple AirPods are. <laughs> but they're awesome. Like, I used to, like, talk shit on people. Like, I go to Target and see people with AirPods in. I'm like, you have your AirPods in a Target. You're fucking lame. But then I got AirPods. And I'm like, oh, I fucking get it. And I, if I leave the house I, without my AirPods, I'm like, oh, where are my pods? Oh, really, fuck. I don't really wear them. In public, unless I like when I would, I, I haven't been going to the gym. I've just been working out at home because of of COVID. But I just took him to the gym. But you know, or work or whatever. But you know what I love is this is gonna sound super lame. If I'm cleaning or like doing the dishes or some shit, there's no cable and I can set my phone or or I can charge my phone. It's great. I love them. And I and I either put on like a two hour podcast or I listen to like eight records in a row because I'm nuts. I do that. So, though. yeah, just a little rant on AirPods. You hear that? This is AirPods ASMR. <laughs> Bro, that would fucking annoy the shit out of me. I want Brink ASMR. Did you really throw a vanilla shake in Val's face? Actually, it was chocolate. It was cool. And it was so it was sweet. sweet. <laughs> <laughs> People are going to have fucking nightmares listening to this podcast. They're going to be. That was the tightest thing I've ever done in my life. See, this is. But this is what me and Larry would do at work. Like, um. Do you remember when you were going to take all the Nirvana songs and make them into like praise and worship songs? Dude, yeah, they're. they're, I made like a Nirvana Christian. um, Because I was talking about like. All right, here's my thing. Like, I don't care. Look. Just to get this out of the way, I don't care what religion you are or what faith or lack thereof. Like, you do your thing, do what's best for you. I'm not going to tell you what to do. But as far as music goes, if you're going to do religious music and the most common kind is Christian, like, you don't ever hear people talk about, like, Islam or, or Jewish bands or whatever, the Christian bands are mostly really bad, except for, like, some of the metal ones. Like, there's really cool metal, Christian metal. There's court. a lot of good Christian punk rock and emo. But, but, but I was always like, yo, like, the ones that sing really clearly are kind of lame. So I was like, I'm just going to take Nirvana songs and turn them into like uh Christian. So like, you know, he's the one, he's the one for one begotten son. You know, like I forget what I wrote, but it was, it was tight. It, was, it wasn't, bl- it was like uh, the whole song. I think Josh was pissing his pants because like, the the one talent I have, I'm not, I'm, I'm an okay songwriter, but I'm really good at doing like the weird owl thing. Yo, shout out Weird Al. We need to do an episode about Weird Al. I love Weird Al. We absolutely should. I we saw, should probably get back on topic, but go, keep going. For sure. Um, well, we, I mean, we covered them all, and we were trying to like save room for Brink, even though we kind of low-key never stopped talking about Brink. It, it's okay. This one will just be called like DCOM's we- you know, Christian like Weird Al and fucking AirPods. I don't know. <laughs> 
I feel like we're entertaining enough because if if you don't like what we're talking about, you'll at least laugh at how stupid we are, and then and then probably feel bad that Steve's here. No, fact that Steve is fucking getting shit done. I guess fa- fact that Steve kind of kicks ass. It's like I bet you a lot of shows with just two dudes wish they had a fact that Steve. Well, and if you don't know any of us, like. Larry and I are, you know, we're different people, but we're very similar. Like we're, like we're kind of like way out there. Yeah. Every and and people, you know, we have a lot of friends, but everybody loves Steve because he's just kind of like that the fucking chillest dude ever. He really. But he's also, he like actually is the chillest dude I but, think I know. But it, it's because he has a filter, so he knows to only talk when he's either gonna say something smart or something hilarious. So that's people just know that he's smart and hilarious. We and could learn so from much. that and like maybe try to develop filters, but also. Fuck that. Bro, like, if I had a filter... If I had a filter, I, I would never talk. I, I, yeah, that's the thing. It's like... I, either way, um, going back to the fucking DCOM shit, though, I think that it's really fucking awesome that Disney Plus is a thing. Absolutely. Cause, I mean, because, I mean, all the DCOMs are on there, and so is a bunch of other tight shit. Okay, it sucks that you have to fucking pay... Like, if you want to, you have to pay for, like... Hulu, Netflix, the NBC one, all these different streaming services. Sure. But but I'm really appreciative of the Disney Plus one in particular because here's the deal. I own every season of Seinfeld on DVD. I own all these movies that I love. Like if shit gets taken down, whatever. I have like means I think Steve has like every you know every office season or most of them. But you never are able to watch these movies. True. So like, it's before like, Disney Plus, we could not watch a single decom unless you watch like a YouTube rip and it fucking sucked. And don't get me wrong, like I've been I grew up on Disney movies. Like the you know, we kind of are the prime age where we grew up in all the the prime animated nineties shit was coming out. Absolutely. Or late eighties, early nineties. So like, you know, Lion King and like fucking all that shit. Aladdin, Little Mermaid, Beauty and the Beast, whatever. All that like the best shit. The classics. But then it's like, you can get those. Yeah, those are way more obtainable. Like, pre-Disney Plus, you could watch Beauty and the Beast way easier than you could watch fucking Phantom at the Megaplex. (laughs) (laughs) And and Phantom at the Megaplex is way better. Uh, The first night we got Disney Plus. No, it is. uh, We watched Brink and The Other Me, which I haven't seen since 2000. Three, ish, something. Yeah, at somewhere. the latest. I mean, I'm I'm going through the list now. I fell off for like right before the pop star era of like like the Demi Lovato type shit. Yeah. So okay, what's weird to me, not to cut you off, Steve, but you'll probably agree with me. So I am a lot of people in my age group, like a girl I graduated high school with the other day, was posting about High School Musical. Shout out Zac Efron. I've never seen High School Musical. I had never they had. And us, the first High School Musical was a decom. That's, that's what I'm saying. saying. They all I'm, technically are, except for, I think, the third one. I'm not, yeah, fact ass Steve. I'm not dissing High School Musical. <laughs> I'm not saying, I'm not saying, like, oh, I'm too good for it. It's just, at the age, I think I was probably, like, around 12 when that was popular, or something like that. Sure. I was full, like, yo, all I care about is Viva La Bam. Shout out him. And yeah, absolutely. And like, it's not like a fucking badge of honor or something. I'm just saying they're that like era. 
I, I just kind of stopped watching Disney Channel because it was just like, oh, well, it's not that I was like, fuck this. I just was into other stuff. Sure. Doesn't Mikey have a him tattoo? He might. He has an Avenged Sevenfold tattoo and a Famous Stars and Straps tattoo, so probably. Mikey has a lot of tattoos, and, like, I don't really, like, fucking be like, yo, show me your tattoos, but, like, I just know he has a lot. I'm I'm pretty sure he has a him tattoo. Him's cool, though. Him is not cool, though. Him is well, fucking like him. lame. <laughs> I think him's tight. I uh, I think fucking him. I, I mean, I like almost every. Like, here's the thing. There's like five bands that I hate, and they're all bands everybody I know loves. The number one band that I hate the most is Aerosmith. <laughs> it's funny you mentioned that. Me and Steve were talking about how growing up, we were really into Guitar Hero when it first came out. And then we got Guitar Hero Aerosmith, and I was like, why did we buy this? This sucks. I fucking hate Aerosmith. God, I um, hate Aerosmith. I feel like, because the first episode, we started with the fact that I don't give a fuck about Led Zeppelin and shit. Yeah. But, like, I'm going to stand the fuck by that, because fuck all that. I don't give a shit about it. I get how significant it is, but I don't fucking care. And Aerosmith is fucking lame. So you got to understand for me, like my perspective on music is not always like if I like their songs or not, like, like a lot of times I'm just interested in bands. I know that sounds weird. No, I get that. But like for the like, example, like I'm really interested in the history of the Beatles. Sure. Cause it's interesting shit. There's some Beatles songs that I really like, but they're really weird ones. And I get that like the Beatles more or less invented modern music. But I just no, don't. Right, but, I just don't give a shit about their songs. But but like I have all these friends who are like, "Fuck the Beatles, fuck ACDC, fuck Led Zeppelin." I'm like, "That's fine," but like ACDC is one of those other bands that I fucking hate. See, like I like all that shit, but not like I don't. But when I tell people I like it, they're like, "Oh, you like actively go out of your way to listen to it." And I'm like, "No," but like if an ACDC song comes on, I don't get pissed off. But the one band from like the 70s and 80s that I don't get into that everybody loves is Queen. I feel that. I mean, uh, Queen's tight because, like, they sound just like a a gay freight train from hell. <laughs> Which is, I mean, that on paper, that's fucking sick. And when you no, imagine but, that, okay, you probably think of Queen. Here's the thing about Queen. I respect the hell out of everybody in the band, Freddie Mercury especially, but also Brian May. I, feel that. I think I think that they sound good and I get they're important. It's just like when I listen to their like I just don't want to put them on. How most that. people how most people don't want to listen to the bands that I like. Like if a Queen song comes on, I feel like it takes an hour to get through it. When an ACDC song Fair. comes on, it's like, "Oh, this is 3 minutes of a 3 chord song. It's going to go verse, chorus, riff, verse, chorus, solo, chorus, and it's a drinking song." You just described Blink-182. Right, but that's what ACDC is, just with solos. True. So when people hate on ACDC, I'm like, that's fine, but like, it's not the end of the world. It's a couple minutes of power chords and screaming, and they fucking, it's whatever. Mm. But like, I think the thing that, and this just turned into a music podcast again, but I think the thing that happens with like, you know, Queen and all these other bands. If you love them, that's great. It's just like I don't have the attention span for it. It's more of a mental thing for me. It's a, that's that's the same reason I can't listen to like Prague because I'm I'm too dumb. Yeah. 
Well, that's probably why I um, don't like my chem that much is I, you know, a lot of people hate the, like people get mad at me for saying that I'm not a my chem fan. I've seen my chem live. Like I'm not like saying that out of just like, like I've, I've listened to, I've owned the rec I've purchased the records. I've seen them live. I tried, but they are not to me. They're not like an emo band. They're a queen influenced pop rock band. The black parade sounds like a queen album. Yeah, like I have the Black Parade on CD. Like I bought, I tried, you know, but it's it's like Queen, and and to me, if you love it, that's great. Like good for you. I'm not like dissing you. It just, it's I don't have the attention span for it. It's not interesting to me. It seems like it takes forever. No, I absolutely understand that. I, what about uh? I'm sorry, I needed to make this joke, but what about Steven Tyler's just giant mouth? <laughs> it's too big. <laughs> it's bigger than mine. No, dude, Steven Tyler is all mouth. And he's like, a, he's like a skinny old woman, and he's all mouth. <laughs> hey, fair also, play. Like uh, he probably gets all his resonance that way, but like... He absolutely does. You brought up Aerosmith, and I'm just like, yo, Steven Tyler just has a huge... So, you know what Aerosmith makes me think of, just since we're now just talking about music or whatever? Son-in-law? <laughs> no, it makes me... You know the song that they had in Armageddon? Of course! So, like, when I was in the eighth grade, my middle school, we had these dances, like, once a month or whatever, and it, you paid, like, $3, and people, it was, like, a middle school dance, but everyone went in their jeans and stuff. Like, it wasn't, like, a dance, like, at high school. Yeah, because it was a middle school dance, so it was, like, not shit, but, yeah, yeah I understand this. And, and, and that's when play, you played the fucking Aerosmith Armageddon song. That song was it, written for middle school but, dances. But it feels like they played it five times in an hour. They probably did. It's like, this is the only slow song we're going to play. And it's just like, it makes me think of being in middle school and being like at that age where there's like five couples who are like dating, who are like, we're going to go have a slow dance. And everyone else is just like, yo, play the grind song. The grind like the movie grind? No, no. Fuck that. Like fucking like. What do you mean? Fuck that. Fucking grind is sick and blindside is in it. Okay. That's not what I'm talking about. I mean like. <laughs> Not like that, but I mean, like, you know, like, well, you were, okay, you're older than me, so I guess it's different, but, like, I was in the eighth grade in 2006. Oh, oh, that's the year I graduated high school. (laughs) Yeah, so they're playing, so think about, like, the rap music that was popular then. That was the year that uh, Fact Ass Steve was born. Well, okay, I I was in... I was in fifth grade. Um, In 2006, I, I started my freshman year in the fall of 2007. Okay. So you're five years older than me, right? I was born in 87. Yeah, five years and one month. Your birthday is a week before mine, 87, right. and I'm a week after 92. Also, okay. like, before we, like, because we probably should, like, get back to DCOMs. <laughs> We've been talking yeah, about Yeah, we Aerosmith. got way off topic. Uh, uh, if anyone, like, doesn't know us personally and gets bummed out that I referred to Queen as a gay freight train from hell, and like, hey, that's not offensive. Uh, I'm gay, so... Um, <laughs> so I can say it. You can say no, it. I don't want to say that I can say that, but like, also I can. Fuck you. Like, you I know, can. can I just go on record saying this? Like, Larry, we've been friends for like I don't know, like two, two years. Two years. I've heard you call more stuff gay than like anybody else. Yep. And but that- like, I have other like friends that are gay or like people who I know that are gay, and they just don't say it. Like, they don't say stuff is gay. No, but sh- some shit is fucking gay <laughs> like uh is... like fabio that's fucking gay <laughs> i think my like... cover photo on facebook is the picture of when fabio did that 
face first collision with a goose on a roller coaster. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just Fabio covered in blood and feathers. <laughs> See, like the thing is though, is like whenever people describe something as gay, like like how you, when you do not like people being like that shit's gay and like being ignorant. Well, yeah, because well, we also grew up in the nineties, and that's just how no, we were right, raised. right. But when you say that stuff, usually stuff that usually in twenty twenty, if something is like considered gay, it's usually really sick. <laughs> Like, as much as I don't like, no, like, clean... No, because, like, when I say Fabio is gay, you think, like, oh, ripped dude, long hair, leather pants. Yeah, that's fucking sick. <laughs> Yo, but Fabio's in Step by Step, so it's, like, respect. <laughs> Anything that's considered gay you're, is usually pretty sick. <laughs> yeah, dude, it's tight. I mean, like, um, I think... I don't know, like, people... <laughs> no, but seriously, like, you laugh, but people, people, like... We grew up in a time period where people would use... Not just that, but like all kind of fucking shit. You you just that in in weird and terrible context. But it's funny, like when you're saying something like that, because I know the context you're using. Oh sure. And I'm just like, yeah, but that's tight. Sure. Like my own, like I have a my uncle's gay. Sure. And I remember like, this is gonna kind of get off track, but like he was talking about how great Britney Spears is live. Yeah, that's got a gay fucking thing to say. And like he said something, and then he said like he's like, yeah, it's super gay, but like I like it's it's great. And I was just like, he said that, and I was just like, those his words, you know, not mine. Sure, but I mean, also that's a thing you can say because a, a grown man being, oh man, Britney Spears is sick. That's fucking. That's a gay thing to say. But I like Britney Spears. That's gay. That's fine. Um, I've. You're probably gonna have to edit a bunch of this out. Why? We haven't said anything to bum anybody out. No, but we're like at an hour twenty. So, um, okay. All the or written descriptions it. give people fair warning. Like, hey, we go off the rails because we're idiots. So, fuck it. So, I, the, I'm not doing my job. If anyone who listens to yeah, this, Steve, Steve, you should be fucking on Webster's Dictionary looking up what's actually considered gay. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna no, try to if, use if, the year uh, 2006 people, to segue with anyone on this tangent. If people listen to this show who know who we are, it's expected. And if people who listen to the show who don't know who we are, listen to the next one and it will be expected. The only thing that I wish I could say without offending people, but it's just because you'd have to get the reference. You know, you know, the uh, 40-year-old virgin, like, if you know you're, you're gay if you listen to Coldplay reference. Yeah. I wish we could do a shirt where it's like, you know you're gay if you listen to Stolaway. <laughs> <laughs> I'm wearing a Stolaway shirt. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but, like, I just think that Stolaway is, like, one of those bands where it's, like, that's the type of shit where people I went to high school with who are like bigots who like are like you know white trash would be like oh like that's gay and it's like it's screaming and we like fucking you know five finger death punch but that's as heavy as we'll get and I'd be like well that's like my way of making fun of idiots. You guys can absolutely print that shirt. <laughs> well, just because like to me it's like I'm not like I don't know I feel like Stole Away tries our very best to be allies to every community that's you know people of color lgbt whatever it is like we're not and then the only people who aren't welcome at our shows are racist word so it's like we're like yo like we're not gonna we, we try not to be pieces of trash the best we can that's something i probably and in that regard y'all are really really good dudes and in every regard y'all are good dudes that's why i like well, your band so much we appreciate that. But I just mean, like, I think that's an important thing is just, like, trying to learn and relate the best you can, you know? 
this will it'll still make it sound not biased. Like the first time we ever played with you, and I watched y'all like because I didn't really know y'all personally. Like we chatted here and there a little bit, but like I wasn't friends with you guys. Sure. And I watched your set, and I was like, yo, they're heavy and they got catchy riffs. I love oh. this band. I think like. I got to a certain point in playing shows where it was like, if a band's good, you just kind of know. Yeah. And so like, that was what I felt with you guys and with a lot of other bands. And a lot of my friends are in those bands and people think, Oh, well, yeah, you think they're good. Cause it's your friends. It's like, well, it's kind of opposite. I thought they were good. And I became friends with them because I wanted to be friends with them. Sure. Like I wasn't like, yo, I didn't know anybody and get by word. Chris like bought a hat from us. You and I did a shirt trade. We did. I still and have I still, that shirt. My shirt, my my get by shirt is like destroyed because I wear it so much. There's a typo on that shirt. <laughs> we have There's a typo school. on this shirt. There's a typo on that shirt. Shout well, out our bands having typos on our fucking shirts. <laughs> it's funny. To, be, to clarify, I did not design any stole away merch or typos on it. If there's a stole away shirt that doesn't have Helvetica or a rip, Steve did not design it. <laughs> I didn't do any of our ribs. Since we're kind of on like music stuff towards the end of this, I'll just say the stolen shirt you're wearing, it's not that it's like a crazy typo. It's just a repeating pattern and the sure. designer didn't copy and paste. Sure. Also, it looks so, like a 7 Angel 7 Plague shirt. Which that's what we wanted. So great. Um, but the, <laughs> other, the other shirt that has a typo. So one of our EPs. Which you you can't find our EPs on Spotify because they're all on a compilation. So that a compilation we have is three EPs. With the flower? Yeah. But if you go on our band camp, you can find it in the three different EP thing. And uh, the one is called Significance and Suffering, which is a lyric and casualty. Sure. And the guy spelled significance wrong. Ooh, rough. And he put significance, like with a G. Oh, uh, significance and suffering. So and we supering. just took like a pen we to took the a sharpie serif, to like the serif on the G and just cut it off. Oh, word. But the the thing is, when he sent me like the PDF and shit, like you, it was so small you couldn't like. He sent me actually. This is my fault. I didn't open the PDF. I he sent me the like how like the demo of it or whatever. Like, like a proof. Picture. Yeah, like well, it wasn't even like a proof. It was just like. The picture, it was like the, the picture you'd post on your fucking Instagram. Sure. And it was so small, and I was like, oh, yeah, like, that's good. My mistake. I get the shirts in the mail after ordering them. There's only 25 of that first one. So they're all fucked up. So if you have one of the first 25 of those, you have one with Sharpie on it. And if you have, and those are on All Style. If you have a Gildan one, which is like the next 50 or however many, then you have a corrected one. Because Steve fixed it. Good to know. But that guy, like, he did our first two or our first four shirt designs in our like EP layout and our compilation layout, and then like he disappeared. Word. So. Okay, so let's talk about decoms for a minute. Yeah. So you're probably um, gonna have to edit all that out. Uh, we're not editing anything out. This is what this show is. Um, we talked about all the good ones. And we never really stopped talking about Brink, but we need to talk solidly about Brink for a minute. Okay. Um, It's perfect. The cast is banging front to back super hard. That makes it sound like the cast is fucking constantly. 
That's not what I mean. Pe- no, because Peter's a Christian singer now. Oh, yo, you remember that? <laughs> yeah, Larry. So, okay. So if you guys, let me just tell this story because this is relevant. So, so, um, in Brink, Peter is like one of his two guy friends. He's got That's the, three the, best the bio friends. 540 guy. You know him. Yeah. And he's got the silver helmet and like the short hair. And one day, Larry texts me, and I don't remember what I was doing. I was like at the store or something. I was like out in public because before quarantine and all that. And he's just like, yo, Peter is like a priest now. And I'm like, what? Or whatever you said. You said something. And I open it, and it's like a band camp. And it's the dude from Brink, and he's like a Christian artist, like a really cheesy. Like, like Christian not... contemporary pop music, like some David like, Crowder band type shit. Like the shit that you write when you like. Like you play it, like you write it to play at church. Yeah, that's exactly what he does. And I'm just like, I'm not like, oh, that's lame or whatever. But it's just like not what I was expecting to get in a text of like, yo, the dude who couldn't fucking go bio on a 540 is just like, you know, praising the Lord on a Yamaha six string from from soul skating to soul singing. <laughs> what'd you what'd you say, Steve? From soul skating to soul singing. Absolutely. Save our soul skaters. Save our soul skaters. It's funny, like Billy Corgan said one time, he was because he's very like into into, you know, not like traditional religion, but just like believing in God and Christ and everything. And he, he goes, you know, I would tell like some ladies like, What would you tell Christian bands? And he was like, Write better songs. <laughs> and I was like, honestly, fucking respect. Sure. Um, but yeah, Peter, uh, so shout out Peter. Shout out Peter. I forget his real name. That's a fact ass Steve thing. What's uh, Peter's real name? Also, I, th- I feel like I'm going to... He's gonna playing end- RuneScape. Don't listen to him. I'm going to end this episode with one of, uh, like, the chorus of one of Peter's songs. <laughs> uh, Patrick Levis. Shout out Patrick Levis. Keep it's like, on- look, look before you leave, and it'll just be, like, religious version. He is also in a band called Least of These. Least of These? Yes. Least of you These know, Nuts? Uh, um, Got him. You know, can I just say real quick that, like, I think that Disney was trying to write, like, they're trying to preach good morals in the writing of, like, soul skaters, we skate for fun. But, like, honestly, that team kicked ass. They should have just been taking the sponsorships and stuff. No, but, like, on the other side of that, where it's like, oh, yo, I skate and I get paid. I'm like, yo, um, that's fucking tight. Like, okay, if I was in... We, if I, I was, was in their situation and, like, I could either skate with my friends for free or I could do the same thing with some other dudes and, like, get paid for it, I'm going to get paid for it. Yeah, and here's the thing. Here's the way that I'm going to, like, phrase it just to put it in my own perspective in a way you, both of you guys will probably understand and appreciate. So, in that movie, Brink is, what, like, around 16? Cause his dad yes, still yeah, picked, high school. Because his dad still picked him up from school. Yeah, that's when he got Destinate Beef. Yeah, so he's, like, 16-ish, right? Mm-hmm. So, think about, I don't know about you guys, Steve wasn't maybe in a band yet, but I was in bands at 16. Sure, me too. Imagine being, like, in a really good band for high school. Sure. And some label, even a smallish label, being like, hey, like, we're going to, like, take care of you and get you some press and stuff. 
and be like, nah, we play for fun. Right. Like, that's what was so weird that he was so torn up. It's like, oh, I'm not a soul skater. I'm getting paid to skate. This is like, I'm selling out. It's like, dude, fucking sell out. Like, hey, shit wrong with selling out. Could have also been uh, the people he was associating with. Like, sure, because Val was like a the, fucking son of that, a bitch, like a stone cold son of a bitch. And the that like, makes sense, but what I'm saying is, like, his team was in all the same competitions. True. So, I mean, he is skating against his friends, and I get that, and it's shitty. So, I'm not saying that they should like, why don't his, why aren't his friends, like, understanding of that? Well, my point is basically, like, from the beginning, if him and his friends are that good... Maybe they're not on Team Exploits or they don't want to be involved, but they might be able to reach out to some companies and be like, hey, you know, like, can we get some gear? Like, we're going to win like win a competition. Sure, but also to- Team Exploits rules, and everybody knows that. That's <laughs> fucking... That, aren't you, Beej? So, like, I mean, you can reach out to other companies and start some other team to try to compete with Team Exploits, but they're, they're not fucking Team Exploits. Like, Jimmy pulled in, what, like, he said $20 million in merchandise this year. That's, or some bonkers ass unreasonable number. What's in the bag? Nanya. Nanya. Yeah, and like fucking, you're not gonna get a Nanya bag if you're not on X Blades. <laughs> Can I just say, um, publicly on the podcast while this episode, if you're still listening, by the way, thank you. Yeah, also, if you, if you made it this far, fucking respect. You are some <laughs> tight shit, and I want to buy you a beer. Yeah, uh, if you did make it this far, remind us, and Larry and I'll both buy you a beer. So, well, like, fucking... we'll just like cash app you or something because we're not going out. Yeah, but um, fucking, I texted Larry last night, or this morning, I don't remember if it was today or yesterday, and we were talking about how Val was Xander in uh, Witch Mountain, and I was like, yo, yeah, and I was like, yo, X-Blades, Xander, it's Team Xander, it makes sense Oh, because Xander starts with an X, and X-Blades starts with an X, and Xander was an asshole in both movies, and it all is fucking, it all lines up, it's, it's like some meta type shit. It's super meta. And Escape to the pit. <laughs> Yo, fucking vacate. What is it? Fucking hit it or vacate. <laughs> hit it or vacate. That's the fucking sickest. She's like, um, the pit. Also, like, can we talk about how the Black Power Ranger was in that movie? Tried to yeah, play Walter Jones. School? Okay. so He was I'm trying a- to play a high school kid, but he was like 26. <laughs> yeah. So, Walter, I'm a huge Power Rangers fan for anybody who doesn't know that. Larry knows that, right? You know yeah, that. I do. I do know that. So Walter Jones is really unique because he's a pro, um, like a professional salsa dancer. Fucking like hard. World competition shit, but um, he has six fingers on each hand. What? Like he's one of the, he has one of those weird deformations where he has an extra finger. Yeah, but in Brink he had one leg. So right, but if you watch Power Rangers, um, like original Power Rangers when they're morphing and he's holding his morpher. He has extra fingers. I'm looking this up tonight. Yeah, Walter. His name's Walter Emmanuel Jones. I would never notice that. That's I mean, fucking you crazy. You don't notice it, but it's just like a fact. And then he talks about it. He goes to Power Morphicon and all this shit. He's still very active in that community. Speaking of, he's uh, he's the first like black American superhero ever. Mr. T. I mean, as far as like superhero, well, Mr. was Mr. T a superhero? No, he's on the A team. They're like yeah, that's more like so kind realism. of well, not realistic, but you know what I mean. Like not like comic like book first comic book esque. It's Tokusatsu, so it's not comic book. But word. 
Oh, uh, this Anyways. episode is also like an hour and like forty minutes, so we should probably wrap this. Yeah, I'll, I'll wrap it uh, by with the fact that Peter founded the Christian Progressive Folk Band. Least of these. Does that just mean like he is like on an acoustic guitar singing about the Lord and ripping? Whatever you sent Mill uh, about him being a Christian singer, it's technically Christian progressive folk. That's literally the best thing you could end this with. You fucking nailed it. That's why if we ever run merch, it's going to be a picture of Steve that says fact-ass Steve. (laughs) Well, this is a little bit of a longer episode, but you guys got to listen to fact-ass Steve. In fact, uh, Steve's going to be fucking around all the time, and this is like, this is a pretty solid representation of what we're going to do. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I think we'll get better, but I just think it's funny because if the like four or five people that listen to this are our friends, they're probably just like, well, this is like being in the car with any of them. Yeah, and I'm very okay with it. I had a good ass time. This is no, this is like how we we're basically just recording us hanging out. Um, so before we go, I just want to say that I'm about to go drink three more beers and like do some more tone matching. But you guys have anything else closing thoughts on DCOMs? None yet. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) you know what? Because of that, no, no one can say anything else because he fucking nailed it. All right, well, um, just all I'm gonna say because Steve killed it is thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. Also, um, this is a long shot, but if you're listening to this, go go in the comments, and if you can type out the the spell that the little girl from Halloween Town said to turn the lock into a frog, <laughs> I'll buy you a couple drinks. Also, if you are listening to this, um, stay tuned, because when we set up a Patreon, you can join Patreon and... Listen to me and Larry live broadcast Dude, the, us the watching fucking, Airborne. The, the Patreon <laughs> exclusive content. Just us watching it's Disney be movies. So stupid. Like <laughs> stupider than the last two hours you already listened to. It's gonna be so tight. <laughs> Bro, when when I don't have to wear a mask out in public and shit's normal in like twenty thirty, I'm gonna show up I'm gonna show up to 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 where you work where I used to work. I hope and, I don't fucking work there in 2020. <laughs> yeah, you probably won't. But like, I'm gonna show up there and I'm gonna start. <laughs> I'm gonna start casting the spells from Halloween Town on everybody, and I'm just gonna cast spells and leave. And then someone's gonna follow you out and be like, "Oh, you brought the bad thing." <laughs> Dude, shout out Halloween Town. Halloween the Cromwell's. Sick. The Cromwell's are the, like the realest. Well, I don't know. If you Mom were, kinda. I'm gonna, I'll end on with this question. If you were going to hypothetically join a decom family, would you want to join the Brinkers or the Cromwells? Yeah, if you listen to this all the way, just uh, comment on any of our social media, like what your favorite decom is, especially if we didn't mention it. And we'll True, cover there's it probably next. a few we did mention, but we and also we'll cover we it went as time. fucking deep as bullshit horse sense, so like we did some shit. <laughs> and we just started talking about stuff that's considered gay. And ACDC, which also super gay. That his little ass shorts and shit, that's gay. Yo, I'm going to be that for Halloween. Angus Young? Yeah. Well, I'm going to be Calabar. Because my, my hair will be like Angus Young, where it's kind of long. <laughs> Dude, get like a perm. Like, it'd be so sick. He... And Bill just took off his hat. And he looks like the, the kid from fucking Ellicat Strike. <laughs> <laughs>
It's like I like gone. No, it's more like it's because if you look at the length, it's more Gunther from uh, Paper Brigade. Oh, true. Where he's trying to get it, the concert tickets so and take the the hot. Shout chick out on the, the old date. guy from Paper Brigade who dumped the goose shit on everybody. <laughs> That's like a really unchill thing to do to the neighborhood kids. I really want to do an exclusive on the Paper Brigade. I would do that. That's a great movie. Uh, um, I'm, I'm probably gonna watch it tomorrow. Okay. Got the day off. So cl- the last thing we're gonna say because we gotta st- we gotta close this out. It doesn't have to be a decom. Um fucking random sick disney movie off the top of your head any disney movie yeah mine because i got mine that i just watched this is gonna i can get really deep onto this because i'm gonna say peter pan okay word i watched peter pan recently too and that one's sick but i'm gonna go king kid in king arthur's court okay yo okay we're doing this kind of thing yeah word that movie's fucking hard so sick he had that Kate. portable CD player that had a laser that shot yeah. up. Yeah, and Kate Winslet's in that fucking movie like a year before Titanic. <laughs> <laughs> that's Dude, that's the kid from fucking Rookie of the Year and American Pie. Yeah, also, shout out Rookie of the Year, Funky Butt Lovin'. <laughs> Speak, things that are gay, Funky Butt Lovin'. The, the gayest thing mentioned on this episode is Funky Butt is the, is And we the, talked about Freddie Mercury. No, but the, the, the gayest thing is the uh, the manager on that baseball team that says that. True. Although, I shouldn't no, make that joke. The guy that says Funky Butt Lovin' is the doctor. You're right, but I was thinking of that manager who keeps calling Rowan Gardner the wrong name, but I shouldn't make Garden that Hoser joke. and shit? Yeah, but I shouldn't make that joke because then it sounds like kind of pedophile-ish and that's weird. Well, yeah, he when he was in the like major leagues and he was like ten. I mean, fucking, that's like the prequel to Like Mike. Shout out Bow Wow! All right, Steve, you you close us out because me and Larry Steve, say something up. real tight because we won't stop. All right, well, uh, I couldn't think of a cool Disney movie, uh, like an obscure one, but I'll say Aristocats and uh, Lilo and Stitch because uh, Sampa. <laughs> Shout out. Shout All right. Out, shout out Jumba, and uh, this podcast is sponsored by Nanya. All right. Well, thanks for listening, <laughs> and uh, we got a really sick episode next week. We do. We're gonna have a friend on and talking about so, uh, something. You'll see. So uh, we have some really cool guests coming up, and it'll be our first of our guests. Because Steve isn't a guest; he's a permanent dude. He just wasn't in the pilot because he wasn't cast yet, but. Uh, we got some fucking cool shit coming up. So thanks for watching, but don't dip out yet. Cause we got more cool shit coming. Fact that Steve for life. All right. Peace. Peace y'all.